it's been clear for, well, the whole time that the party only has lies and Joe Biden only has lies. But you know what's getting really dangerous is they intend to take the lies they're telling, smear us with the lies and turn us into what they demand we become. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It's times like these two, you find out you got great neighbors. Okay. A confession for you here. Went out this morning to get my coffee at the coffee shack. That is the thing I do every day. It is um, it's my ritual. And I'm going to talk these guys into taking the bone frog coffee. Watch. So I'm coming back. Here's my excuse. Whole bunch on my mind down in town. There's no reason to have my truck in four wheel drive. See the problem already? Got it, right? So I comes up into my driveway while I'm coming up the road and there's a truck coming down and it's going a lot faster than, um, hey, get off my lawn with your fast truck. Uh, so I had to get out of the guy's way. These were truly going a lot faster than any of us go down this road and turned into my driveway, which right now it's a dirt driveway. And it's uh, it's it's a, well, it's a skating rink uh, with the rain over here. And and it sloped. Everybody got the problem. Get the picture. So uh, the truck slides sideways down into the place that if you wanted to get it stuck, you that's that's where you'd stick the truck. I mean, that's and if you really wanted it stuck good, that's how you do it. And I forgot it was uh, in true wheel drive. So all these things conspired. Well, so my neighbor, Mike, came to help me. And thank gosh, thank the Lord, Mike was there. Because as we're trying to dig the truck out, he says, Todd, you got a stump. And my truck was on top of a stump. And had we pulled it out the way we were going to, it would have completely destroyed um, <laughs> the undercarriage of the truck. Did get a tow truck driver out here named Sean. Super cool guy. And he used his side polar and, and straightened me out. And I just drove straight down uh, and from my property into Mike's property. And it was actually kind of fun. Uh, and yet you learn who your neighbors are. And you learn that you're not always the smartest bulb up in the tree. That was my morning so far. And then there's this. I am a domestic terrorist. So that makes it all worse because, you know, it's one thing for a dude, an old guy to make a mistake. But when the old dude is, uh, is, you know, one of them, their, uh, domestic terrorists, I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote our democracy against all enemies, foreign and yes, domestic. Given the power of, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the thing. That was yesterday. The figurehead. <laughs> what they're doing here is so remarkably evil. And, and, and they're deluded. Uh, I think they are just self-deluded. They're basically... What they're intending to do is talk enough about a fake enemy that does not exist in a way of trying to conjure that enemy into existence. And and if they have to pretend people are the enemy, they will do that. And I know, I know, politics is division. I got it. Uh, it's the um, intersectional allies. And I, I, I understand that. But in this case, they, they are actually trying to Outlaw people. Now, before that sounds insane, folks, I call myself, well, I actually call myself the Emerald City Exile because someone at EIB said, you should call yourself the Emerald City Exile. And I thought that that could stick. I like that. That explains me. But six or seven years ago, and you can ask my friends who know the old radio show, I started to say, well, hey, listen, for people who hate me here, that's a lot of folks, um, understand, I'm just, I'm being slowly outlawed. I am being made illegal. 
And it came to pass. I was made illegal in Washington state. It started with, no, I am actually not going to do a background check on my uncle if I let him shoot my AR-15. My uncle's a cop. He's been a cop for, you know, 30 years, National Guard before that. I am not going to say to my uncle, before I let you shoot my gun, Unc, let me see your background check. Uh, Wildly, wildly unconstitutional. Uh, Against Washington State's constitution, it was uh, an initiative inserted illegally, blatantly illegally. Blatantly against the Constitution. No question about it. And that was just one example. And I could go on, but I mean, folks in Washington State, no. So eventually it reached a point where it became illegal for me to live there. I am not going to let someone live in one of my homes and not pay rent if they can afford to pay rent. And by the way, um, we give, well, we try to give money. I think we do a decent job of giving money, actually. So if you need housing, hey, I want to be a help, but that doesn't mean that I can destroy my family's ability to eat. That's what Jay Inslee demanded. But it's this now where we live in in a country with a whole bunch of former states within it. We just live next door to these separate countries. And it's all headed up out of Washington, D.C., And this is what happens when people turn their back on God. Exodus 18, 21. But select capable men from all people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Now, okay, you're talking about a a godly construct and it's a religious construct. And it also describes some of the things that we would expect to see in a leader if we're thinking in kingdom terms. We don't have any of this. And that's been known for some time. But what is remarkable to see them do is now begin to invent, not just invent, not just pretend they exist, but actually conjure an enemy into existence. I just mentioned Washington state, the dictator of Washington, the former state. It's not a state anymore. It's a separate country. It has no bearing to the United States. If you're living there, I I regret to inform you, you are paying taxes to a separate country. The dictator of Washington state, uh, what should we call it? I can't call it state. Um, The dictator of the province of Washington, Jay Inslee, you might've heard about this, wants to make it illegal for people to question election results. They, They refer to it as lying. That if I were to say, hmm, let's see, the elections in Washington state, King County in particular, are a joke show. A very well-respected Republican, Dina Rossi, says, oh, yeah, they stole the election from me. Here's how they did it. And he will detail how they did it. My friend Glenn Morgan has gone out and said, well, here's 1,800 fake addresses. Uh, the late uh, Senator Doug Erickson, God rest him, he, he came on the show and confirmed for me that three days before your vote counts or before you vote, you can change your address where you vote, but you don't have to move. You don't have to show a change of address. You don't have to actually move at all. You just go change the paperwork. That's legal. So if you're a wild leftist living in downtown Seattle and the, and the leftists get together and say, hey, let's all of us change all of our votes. So there's a close race, let's say in the ninth district. Let's change all of our votes to count in the ninth district since we're going to win Seattle anyway. You can do that and it's, and it's, uh, and it's legal. So that's, that's fraud. That's, uh, that's, that's legalized fraud. Jay Inslee would make it illegal for me to say that. Punishable as a crime. Well, that is if I'm an elected official. If I'm an elected official and I say that, that's punishable by a crime. He wants to make questioning the party a crime. That's inventing criminals. That is taking your, look, this is so Stalin-esque. One of my favorite facts, fun facts about Stalin's Russia was it was illegal to report a crime. Why? Because there was no such thing as crime. Therefore, you were lying. You're lying to the government. So if you called 911 and said, hey, someone stole something from me. Oh, let me get your address. They come and arrest you. Why are you arresting me? I'm just reporting it. No, there's no crime here. You lied. There's no crime under communism. That's inventing an enemy. That is legal. That is that is making it illegal to ask a question. Well, how is this not fraud? They let pe- they were asked, would you let someone walk into a voting location and take out a piece of paper and say, I vote for this person and count that as a vote? And one of the people in the committee said, yeah, sure. You're going to check their ID. Nah, they let candidates print their own ballots. You, 
you could walk into a leftist candidate's office and say, hey, print me a ballot. Okay, here you go. You want to see my ID? No, absolutely not. We don't care. So questioning that would be illegal in Washington state. And that probably the province of Washington, the, the, the communist province of Washington. And of course, the dictator there tried to be president of the United States, but he could only conjure. Well, he almost got the zero percent. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and yes, domestic. Got it. But not against Black Lives Matter Incorporated in Antifa. And we know that one by heart. The United States Justice Department has decided to set up a unit to counter domestic terrorism, except for except for Black Lives Matter Incorporated at Antifa. Not, not, not those guys. Domestic terrorism means people who walked into the Capitol. Well, unless your name is Ray Epps and you told people to go into the Capitol. Right? In that case, if you're Ray Epps, that's cool. You're, you're good. And we'll get into that in a second as we talk about them inventing enemies, conjuring them into existence. Reuters. U.S. Justice Department's creating a new unit to counter domestic terrorism following the 2021 U.S. Capitol attack. But not... Um, <laughs> the move reflects a growing realization by U.S. national security officials that, um, that domestic extremists represent a threat on par with those posed by... <laughs> Oh, those posed by ISIS and the Islamic State. We've seen a growing threat from those who are motivated by racial animus, as well as those who ascribe to extremist anti-government, anti-authority ideologies. That's from Matthew Olson, the Assistant Attorney General of the Department's National Security Division. Hey, um, hey, Matt Olson, Assistant Attorney General. Son, listen. Um, people are going to push back against having their kids wrapped up in face diapers when the World Health Organization has said, stop the third injections, son. When you steal someone's business with a medically useless, deadly, politically motivated and politically advantageous lockdown of said business, they're going to push back. This is what I mean. This is a this is a request for violence, and I am not going to stop saying it. The party wants more violence. They need more violence. This is the ultimate in what they're seeking. And this is so vital that everybody understands. The party demands you either have a boot on your neck and you're energetically licking the bottom of the boot, or you're on an enemy's list. That's exactly what they're setting up. And it is, and, and it is, it's just like grade school bullying. Nobody wants to be uh, against the bully, so they side with the bully. It's exactly what they're doing. And it is from the root of evil. It's from the father of lies. It's just so evident to me. And again, it just goes against what you would anticipate or what you would request to demand of leadership. The ultimate leader. Matthew 20. Verses 25 to 28, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be uh, your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's God Almighty in the personage of Christ Jesus saying, I have come to serve. You turn your back as a nation on the Lord. This is what you get. And biblical history is very, very clear on this. This is what you get. And the Lord is doing us an enormous favor. He is showing which actual states or former states are run by truly evil people. So speaking of domestic terrorism, Thomas Massey, was talking to one of the so-called congressmen who's on the January 6th committee, Adam Kinzinger, who, of course, hates Donald Trump and, and hates most of us. Thomas Massey wrote on Twitter, so now the January 6th committee thinks it's fine to encourage, organize, and direct people into the Capitol. Hmm, thanks for clearing that up, Rep. Kinzinger. This is in response to Kinzinger defending Ray Epps. You remember who Ray Epps is? Ray Epps is the guy who Revolver.News has on video directing people to do things, it looks like. He's 
obviously on video saying we need to get into the Capitol. He's calling for people to go into the Capitol. He's this big dude, and there's a lot of reason to believe he's a Fed. Then at another time, and Tucker Carlson showed this on TV. And you know who else did? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz did. Now, Cruz is trying to mop up the fact that Cruz has been going around calling the January 6th protesters terrorists, not differentiating, just calling them terrorists. But he brought this up. Kinziger is defending Ray Epps. Oh, maybe Ray Epps, uh, he apparently broke no laws. I don't think the FBI is stupid enough to put one of their own people on the most wanted list. No, but they're devious enough to put one of their own people on the most wanted list. The FBI is a broken, at the the organizational top, it is also manufacturing enemies. Folks, can we just agree that this is monumentally evil? They tried, they tried and successfully for three years, got people convinced that Donald Trump is, is Vladimir Putin. Now they're trying to convince the world that you are a domestic terrorist and that by virtue of questioning an election outcome, you are a criminal. This is vitally evil. And it's awesome that the Lord is letting it occur. Because there's going to be people pushed away from that, looking for some place to go. And the Lord is here with open arms. Because the Lord doesn't do this stuff. This is not of God. So Ted Cruz is on one part trying to clean up the mess he made by getting caught by Tucker Carlson, going around calling the protesters terrorists. And he's asking great questions of this woman with the FBI. This is a long clip. It's frustrating to listen to, but it is absolutely worth it. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents any or confidential FBI informants agents commit crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th. Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? Epps. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of well, people who are understandably very concerned, understandably about very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades. Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's excha- explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct 
on January 6th. My question to you, and this is a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question. This is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. Only time she has even anything close to a direct answer. Not to my knowledge. Um, Did the FBI lie to the FISA court? Yes. How many times? Two or three. Did it lie to the nation? Yes. Did it use what was, in fact, political opposition research from the opponent of Donald Trump and paraded around as if it were legitimate research? Yes. Are those things felonies? Yes. Did they let Hillary Clinton uh, commit a series, probably hundreds of national security felonies? Yes. Did they destroy the life of a United States general for having done no wrong other than siding with Trump and not the party? Yes. To my knowledge, absolutely. It is horrifying and it is glorious. The Lord has stripped them of their clothes. They stand in front of us as naked, naked liars and thieves. And this is where the nation has fallen. And the path back, (laughs) guys, it's biblical history. The Lord awaits our return. He's drawing us to him in every way we possibly can make it clear. Look, it is absolutely vital that you have trustworthy people around you in times such as these. One of those people I consider super trustworthy is my friend, Zach Abraham. One day I'll tell you the full story about how Zach helped us get this podcast off the ground. And recently, Zach, who's the um, he's the chief investment officer at Bulwark Capital. And you know his radio show, right? It's Know Your Risk Radio. Please check out his radio show. It's, it's a great radio show. Um, he was asked, what's the number one concern with people's investments right now? And Zach didn't hesitate. He just said, inflation, with all this money printing and with still 0% interest rates, inflation will very likely rise. And when inflation rises, bonds get crushed. You know, and, and I appreciate you listening to Todd Earnshaw podcast. And I want you to know there's a reason that I work so closely with Zach. And, and one of those reasons is for six years. Zach's been saying if you're using bonds in the old 60-40 mix is the, quote, safe portion of your portfolio, you may be taking a serious risk with your own retirement. So if you're concerned about inflation, get yourself educated. My dad used to say edumacated. Where'd that come from? Is that a cartoon edumacated? Get yourself educated with Bulwark's bond replacement strategy. Bulwark teaches you all about it in their free booklet, Common Sense Investing. And you know what's good? Because they spell sense with, with pennies, common sense, but also, of course, sense. And their goal is to protect your portfolio against loss while still seeking to grow your assets. So call Zach now for a free copy of Common Sense Investing, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management's an investment advisor, representative Trek Financial LLC, and SEC registered investment advisor. And I consider Zach to be a completely trustworthy man of God. So the party has been inventing enemies. They started with Trump. Then it was Trump's people. Now it's people who walked on the lawn of the Capitol in 732 indictments and not a single one for insurrection. This is absolute bullying tactics. They're showing everybody you have a choice. If you're on the side of the party, you can do whatever you want. If you're not on the side of the party, we're going to get around to crushing you. We may not be coming to you right now, but we're going to be getting around to crushing you. And it is evident in the cities where the party has said to the criminals, have whatever you want. Take whatever you want from Target. As long as it's under a couple grand, we don't care. Take whatever you want from small businesses. We don't care. We're looting them too. We'll loot them this way. You loot them that way. Meanwhile, we're going to make it illegal to talk about election fraud if you're an election official. To question the results of the election, they want to make it illegal. They want to loose the DOJ to go around the country. And they started it with school boards, guys. It's so clear. And it's not working because parents, you want to just call a parent a terrorist for showing up at a school board meeting, then get you'll, you, you, will, you will conjure more parents showing up at school board meetings when they think they're going to conjure violence and that's what they want. That's what they want. But it is not just these things. It goes so much beyond this. 
when you live in a house of lies, you're going to get lost in it occasionally. If your house, if you construct a house of deception and lies, eventually it's going to become a great big house and you're going to get lost. You ever been to the Winchester Mansion? The Winchester Mansion is one of the most fascinating places in the world. I went there when I was a little boy and then I went back with my, um, my wife. I don't think we were married at the time. Yeah, we weren't. We went with um, my 2B brother-in-law, my wife and, uh, and a good friend of ours and his once wife. And the Winchester Mansion was built by the woman, the, the widow of the guy who invented the you know, Winchester rifles and, and the repeating rifles. And she'd come to believe that all the souls that were killed when people used his guns uh, were haunting her and she had an enormous amount of money. So construction never stopped on the Winchester mansion. There were literally people working uh, night and day to build new rooms because she wanted to be able to sleep in a different room every night because that way the ghost couldn't find her because she was in a different room. So these specters of evil, they were blocked because they couldn't like get a map to the house or within the house. She was so paranoid about her servants spying on her that she installed hidden hallways to hire servants to spy on the servants, which then raises the question of who is spying on the servants who spy on the servants. There's a famous door. There's a famous um, stair step. It's like three stories up. And if you open the door and walk through it, you're going to fall to your death because they were just, they never stopped building. So it's a stairway to nowhere. This is what happens when you live in a house of lies. You get lost in it. If, and, and you have to have a tour guide in there or you'll get lost. So Biden gets lost in his own lies. See, while they're making it illegal, the dictator of the province of Washington, Jay Inslee, wants to make it illegal to question election integrity. Joe Biden is called to the carpet criticized because he failed to have a meeting with the president of the United States, Stacey Abrams. Oh, wait, no, she's not president of the United States. No, no, Joe, Joe Biden. Wait, no, not, not, not Biden. Uh, Cammie Harris. No, wait, not Cammie Harris. Someone else. Because it's neither of them. It's none of them. Stacey Abrams still refuses to admit she's not the governor of Georgia. So uh, watch, again, the party. If you question our election results, we're going to charge you as a criminal if we question the election results, you're going to be have given so much leverage that the Mockingbird media will criticize the guy who gets to live in the White House for having missed a meeting with you or not been able to schedule one. Really, what happened was they haven't given Stacey Abrams what she demands. She needs some form of payoff to come Biden's way. I spoke with Stacey this morning of a great relationship we got our scheduling mixed up. I'm going to be, I've talked with her at length this morning. We're all on the same page and uh, everything's fine. About the other boycotts, sir. Other no, boycotts no, 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 of the state. Russia. About the other boycotts of the speech, sir. About the other boycotts, sir. Well, is Stacey Abrams not enough of a boycott for you? So, where there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. That's the oldest example. Of hidden of double standards and hidden agendas. And once again, the Bible warns us. And once again, we can go right back to the word of God and right back to what leaders are supposed to be like. This is first Peter five to the elders among you. I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering who also, uh, who, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, who are younger? Those who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God opposes the proud. I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic. And God shows favor to the humble. Note who the party has crushed. Note who the party has 
is crushing. Five-year-olds. Next hour, a five-year-old little boy with leukemia is being evicted from a house that's supposed to help kids with cancer because he doesn't have the injections. The party's crushing five-year-olds and teens and adolescents and small business owners, but not big business owners. You can email us at the ToddHermanShow.com. That's also where if you sign up there and you if you email us, we're going to take the liberty of, well, we're not going to take the liberty. We tell you we do it, but we're going to have you join our email list so that we can write back to you. And I will eventually get through all the email replies and, and, and either have your, your note on the air and reply in that way on the air. Such an old radio dude. On the air, it's a big, uh, it's uh, 1033, 52 seconds of the big city of uh, Seattle, Washington. That's not Seattle, it's Hauser, but no, so I'm going to just let that go. Uh, but in that way, you can communicate with us. More importantly, when we launch these events, such as the visit we had the other day with, with listeners to the podcast, you'll be part of that. Right, So that we can eventually visit. And when we do this in-person stuff, it's just a way for you to get in touch. And if it get banned by one of the platforms, you'll know. We'll tell you. So go to the ToddHermanShow.com. Right now, it's about 12% of people who are signed up. If it's 100%, I'm going to have a good night's sleep. Make me feel so much better because I won't feel like I'm owned by the platforms. So who's the party crushing? The humble. Five-year-olds, seven-year-olds. Teens with anxiety and depression, they're giving them more of them. Small businesses, churches. And I'm sorry, who is it that God, God opposes to who? The proud. Don't we have a pride? Was it, is it a pride decade where we celebrate the emotion of pride? It's a decade now. But God shows favor to the humble. It's so interesting that in every possible comparison, the party lines up with the enemy. How did that occur? It has to be happenstantial. It, it probably for nine ninety nine percent of them probably is happenstantial. I heard the most interesting analysis the other day about virtues um, from a religious perspective, a Christian perspective. Do you know what the key virtue is? This is I think this is right. The key virtue is humility. Without humility, you can't believe in God. No, I mean, you can believe in God, but you can't need him. You can't take the knee. And of all the characteristics the party lacks, it's humility. Next hour, we're going to talk about, again, the COVID lies absolutely dissolving. God is dissolving them before our eyes. But they won't stop. Even as the World Health Organization said, no, 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 don't shoot people up with the third round of this garbage. You have separate countries like the province of California and the province of Oregon still insisting on this. Now, I don't body shame. I really don't body shame. I used to weigh 150 more pounds. I've talked about this and, and, and my McDonald's you know, uh, addiction. My dad was uh, obese. I don't body shame because it's, 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 well, it's cruel. And also God could be fat. If he wanted to be, God could be fat and he could be skinny at the same time. And he can be anorexic and not, and he can be cancerous or not. He can be all these things. And we are made in God's image. And I will describe Nancy Pelosi in this clip. This is Pelosi. And she's on, what was it that uh, the mom called? <laughs> That's right. Deface the nation. And that takes on a separate meaning here. Deface. In this clip, you have a, a woman who is, what is she, in her late 70s. And I am not critiquing people who've had plastic surgery. I love a person who had plastic surgery. I'm talking about a woman in her nearly 80 whose eyebrows um, are, well, wait, I had hair replacement. What am I talking about? That's right. I got, um, I got my own hair follicles moved from the back of my head to the front of my head. So what am I talking about? So Nancy Pelosi in this clip, her eyebrows and the Botox has her eyebrows. And I, I measured it with my fingers uh, on the screen and then and looked at it's It's seven and a half inches. Seven and a half inches. But this is just to speak of the disingenuousness and the pride and the ego and the crushing and the lies and the living in the house of lies. 
And she has the help here of the teleprompter reader from Deface the Nation, who has a big trouble getting this question out. And she's as important to this as Pelosi. As you listen to this, remember Mark Zuckerberg's half a billion dollars to change election laws, to rig election outcomes. Remember that that's never been punished. Remember that Dinesh D'Souza went to prison for donating $32,000. Mark Zuckerberg donated a half a billion too many. Remember the changing of the voting laws with a month to go. Remember, it wasn't the state legislature that changed those laws. It was states, it was um, secretaries of state, which is against the federal constitution, unquestionably against the federal constitution when you're running for federal office. It cannot be ignored. This is what the rules say. The legislature make these changes. Here's who made them. State secretaries of state. Are the secretaries of state the legislature? No. Does John Roberts care? No. He also doesn't care that D.C. is not a state. You live in a house of lies, you get lost in it. You turn your back on God, you get kings like Roberts. Or kings like Pelosi. Queens like Pelosi. The question of the deface the nation teleprompter reader is just as important here as Pelosi's answer. The White House is putting its shoulder behind this push for voting rights and election law versus build back better in the coming days, at least. Um, I want to ask you, when you look around the country, there are many states that are changing their own election laws and uh, it could increase the chance for partisan interference uh, when it comes to certifying an election outcome. Have you thought about that scenario um, for these midterm races? Would you commit to seating uh, an elected person if if their election is not certified in the state that they are elected out of? I mean, regardless of the outcome, will you seat them? Well, first, let's get the bill passed. Uh, I, I think that the order of things is very appropriate. There's nothing more important for us to do than protect our constitution and our democracy. What the Republicans are doing across the country is really a a legislative continuation of what they did on January 6th, which is to undermine our democracy, to uh, undermine the integrity of our elections, uh, to uh, undermine the the voting power, which is the essence of a democracy. Do you see what I mean? The question is just as important. Texas did use their legislature to change their election laws, just like the Constitution says must happen. Florida did the same. Oklahoma, I think it was the Oklahoma, did the same. The conservative states who are making these changes are following the United States Constitution. In races for federal office, the this, this various legislatures of the states will decide how those elections are run, not single people and not Mark Zuckerberg and not the Department of Justice and not Joe Biden's bosses and not the DOJ. They can intervene and they can sue, but they do not decide. The teleprompter reader doesn't know this. I'm sure she doesn't know this. When you are born in a house of lies, how do you know the truth? Only through crisis. All too often, it's only through crisis that you come to know the truth. And that's a tragic thing, and it's a beautiful thing. So many people come to truth through crisis. And there is a crisis coming. We know this. Zach Abraham will be on this week. And he's going to talk about this admission from Jerome Powell that he just made in talking to Senator uh, John Kennedy about our economy. At what point, how much is is too much? At what point in your judgment are we going to hit the point where you have to say, no, that's it. We can't do anymore. It's hurting the world. It's hurting our country. So we we don't know when that is. Um, And as the world's reserve currency, demand for our paper is 
is very strong. Uh, if, if, you, if you had shown that and then asked somebody 15 years ago to predict what interest rates would be, they wouldn't be predicting that the 10-year that the would be at 175. No. Right? So it, there have been a lot of demand. But they would have predicted that the debt was going to go up. They, were, they, with, they would have looked at that picture and said, well, you must be experiencing difficulty borrowing, but we're not at all. So, no, we're on an unsustainable path. Debt is not at an unsustainable level, but the path is unsustainable, meaning it's growing faster than the economy, meaningfully faster than the economy. We have to address that over time. We will address it over time. We will address it over time. Whose time? And who's going to have the time? So there is a crisis coming, but so often it's through crisis that God reveals himself to people and to countries. And I believe that's what's happening right now. In addition to God lifting the curtain on the lies. I was just looking at the uh, reviews for the podcast. Thank you so much. We have a huge new number of reviews. Guys, this is so helpful. We're bringing on clients number two for advertising. Um, so we're bringing on, oh, I ran my music to that. We're bringing on client number two uh, for advertising. I'm very excited for this wonderful company with a wonderful product, but most importantly, doing it for the right reasons. And this guy's track record so stellar in business and such a good godly man. We are in conversations with advertiser number three. Uh, to come on. And uh, this is, this is, we're trying to keep the promise of having at least two of our slots uh, be with companies that are in a development or startup stage because we are two. Um, and we've been blessed with a really good head start because of the audience that Rush Limbaugh helped us build. And, and I, you know, the, the time on KTTH and, and frankly, really because you guys are sharing this with 10 friends. I'm so unbelievably thankful that people are emailing their friends and saying, hey, through email, I'm listening to this guy, and and I hope you'll give it a try. And because we have so many people emailing us, I find myself once again behind, but catching up. Sandra, hi, Todd. I listened to you guest host on Russia's show and looked you up. I've been listening to your show for about six months now on the podcast. Congratulations. I love your show. I have a question regarding the World Economic Forum. I believe it was 2019 when the WFs uh, did a war game regarding a COVID pandemic. And on one thirty on one three, I was listening to Glenn Beck. He said the World Economic Forum got together again the first week of December for another war game. Do you have any uh, information on that? Apparently, it was about a world economic collapse. The banks get hacked and cause panic and bank holidays. I hope that the powers that be aren't planning something like this. But after the cu- uh, past couple of years, I don't know. I'm just wondering if you had any additional information on this. Happy New Year, Todd. Happy New Year to you, Sandra. Appreciate you. Uh, I don't have any information on what they're going to do, but but let's just look at the party. Who's the party? Pharma, media, tech, academia, deep state. Pharma got their big one. They've got so much money from these deadly, useless injections. So it might be now the banking industry's turn because we just heard Jerome Powell. We just heard him say, The United States of America is in an unsustainable position because our debt is growing faster than our entire economy. In the real world, that means you're headed to bankruptcy. But we're not having a problem selling our loans? Oh, we're not. To who? To our greatest geopolitical enemies? The the Chinese Communist Party is buying our loans? Am I the only one who remembers the plot of every bad business tycoons or all evil Satan cartoons when we were kids? That the people who own your debt are not always your friends? Am I the only one who remembers um, the, the Jackie, what was it, Jackie Stewart movie? Now I can't remember the name of it. The famous Christmas movie where he's the savings and loan versus the big bank. Am I the only one who remembers the plot that Mr. Potter hated people and was going to go seize their homes, but, but not good George Bailey? Am I the only one that recognizes the fact that the Chinese Communist Party owning our debt is a national security risk? So I believe it was on that, and I'm sure Glenn is right. Glenn does enormously good research, and frankly, so does his huge staff for him. I think Glenn's a very important talk show host, incidentally. Um, but there's also this. Bill Gates has been talking about smallpox. 
He's been talking about, oh, well, uh, what, I mean, what happened if smallpox got, you know, a new version of smallpox got released? Uh, then I guess people would want to use the uh, mRNA injections because, uh, well, they're gene sequencing devices. He's been talking about that. The fact is, the way the party has positioned themselves with purchasing the majority of land in America and doing everything they can to eliminate ranching, and to price it out of existence, you're going to have food problems. The, the, we're observing the store shelves, right? Guys, I, I, I hate to try to just be so simple. And, and I'm, a, I'm a simple man. They're going to collapse everything eventually. And there's God. Right in the midst of the crisis. I'm, I'm still here. He is still I am. He always was and he always will be. And civilizations have crashed before and it's going to be our turn. It's coming. I don't know if it's in my lifetime, but I think it is. And it's coming. And the party knows these things are insustainable. There are measures by which if you look at pharma's revenues, they're, they're killing their customers. So they're turning us into their product. <laughs> We're the product now. Huge business model change. From Eric, Todd loved the show and will always be a regular listener as long as you are broadcasting. In response to your opening in the first hour today, I thought I would share what I read this morning in my daily scripture, reading a prayer from King David in Psalm uh, 6, 9, 10. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Not all my enemies, uh, let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. God bless you, your family, and your ministry. Eric is still stuck in Washington State. King David prayed often for this. Look, prayers to the Lord can be weeping on our face. They really can. They can be us with great fear and trembling, weeping to the Lord. It can be us expressing our anger and our frustration. He is a loving father, and he wants to hear these things. And sometimes it's through crisis. I got a phone call the other night. From a, a friend of mine, who's a very good man, flawed. <laughs> I'd be the first to tell him, dude, you have an anger problem, and you uh, are sometimes your own worst enemy, and sometimes you won't do the things, the work that will truly take you to financial freedom. And and I'd I'd say these things to his face, absolutely. And he uh, was in a young marriage, young man got married early on to a uh, woman who was a young woman, much younger than he. I think he was 17, I believe. No, he was 19. She was 17. And they believed in God, but they didn't need him. They just thought. And it came to pass that this, um, this guy figured out, well, he was told that so this little baby is not yours. And it crushed him. I remember. I can remember what he looked like. And I can remember this guy drinking wine out of the bottle. Just shoving all the pain down. And... The reason he called me was the baby is now in her early uh, early 20s, just, just turned 20. And she found some stuff in her mom's, I guess, keepsakes. And she reached out to him in crisis. I, I need to know who, you know, do you, do you know me? And in his discussions with me, he said, I just, this is 20 years ago. But he was saying, am I wrong to want to tell her I love her? And I said, with what kind of love? He said, well, a, a parent for a child, that's weird. It's 20 years. I, I haven't seen her since she was one. 
And I said, do you feel that way? He goes, yeah. And I said, like, God the Father? Yeah. Like that. And he went through this crisis and he said, what if this is an opportunity just for me to experience losing your child? To never have back. To never have a relationship with. But to have a moment to say, no, no, I'm here. Biologically, I was not your dad, but I'm here. And biology aside, yeah, I think I'm still connected to you through God. And I said, well, but what's the important thing? He said, I guess what's important to me is that she have a moment to think about this moment. Why did she write to me now? And he said, I think it's a God thing. I asked him why. He said, because I couldn't believe it, but I was taking a walk. And I heard in my head God say, hey, that, that, that girl's going to get in touch. And then she did, like a day later. All I could tell my deeply flawed, loving friend who's been married for, for decades was if these are the things you truly feel, I would only ask that when you send that note, you make it very clear that you expect nothing in result, nothing in response. Simply to know that God's love is real and it lasts when you need God. This is the Todd Herman Show, hour two around the corner. And once again, I'm afraid it might get a little rough. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends. Please do. Go be well. Be strong, be kind, and as always, please do, be right with God.